What's up, homeschoolers? In this episode, I will be chatting with veteran unschooling mom, Tyra Hunter. Unschooling is a form of homeschooling that in the past has been misunderstood. I've heard it said that unschooling is unparenting. In this episode, we are shattering that misconception and showing how unschooling may actually be the future of education in that it gives kids the freedom to explore topics that interest them and empowers them to develop their passions. Tyra will share how unschooling empowered her daughter Zoe, now a homeschool graduate, to become a talented artist and creative who became a commissioned artist at 13 years old. Stay tuned. Today, I am going to be speaking with my fellow homeschool mom, Tyra Hunter, and today we're going to be talking about unschooling, Who and she is a passionate homeschooling mom who has homeschooled her daughter for eight years. Her daughter recently graduated. Her daughter is an artist. They were game schooling unschoolers. She has been inspired by her daughter's success as an unschooler. And she shares, okay, and Tyra shares how to embrace self-directed learning, game schooling, and how to de-school with other interested parents. So welcome, Tyra. I am so glad to talk to you. We really have good chemistry. Um, I met Tyra on um, the Clubhouse app, and she has just been a wealth of knowledge about unschooling and and de-schooling and game schooling. And so I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to talk to her because I think she has a lot that she can share. So Tyra, thank you. Okay. So first of all, let's start with a definition of what unschooling is because some people may not distinguish between homeschooling and unschooling. Well, I when, when, when people ask me about, you know, how to define unschooling, I try to define it on terms that, you know, they could maybe see. Um, I normally just say unschooling is when your child is the curriculum. That's a good um, definition. It's, like, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's your, it's what your child wants to learn. So it's like self-directed learning. I, uh, this is not quote for quote, but I have read, or I can't remember who said it. They said, if your child finds something that brings them joy, that's good. Now step out of the way and let them do it every day, all day. That is, that's exactly what I had did um, with my daughter Zoe for five years until she graduated from the homeschool program. Um, my daughter was free to kind of like will immerse herself into her passions which is art and everything creative and she got to define different subjects um you know like if you have math science social studies um history geography uh science here in the state of florida we have to be evaluated or you can take a test, or you can go under an umbrella. With an umbrella school, you all you have to do is hand in attendance. But with evaluations, you are evaluated by a teacher. So when I first started homeschooling, I picked evaluation because my daughter's old public school teacher was going to be your evaluator. So she said, well, I'll do it when I told her the different options that I had. Very, very um, helpful. Um, my daughter's public school was very, very helpful into, for me to, to um, go into homeschooling. They actually have a liaison at their school for homeschooling. And so they helped me to get started. They, they, they told me the different um people that I can talk to and everything. And so I started off being a traditional homeschooler where I kind of patterned the day at a certain time, you know, 
eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you start and you have this, 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 I had a schedule and, you know, I had a planner. Oh my goodness. I would, on the weekends, my planner would just be filled, you know, <laughs> you know, we did, you know, filter, everything was planned out. Well, my daughter, I, and I told you this, I blame my husband. He is an artist and he became her art teacher because she was at home and he was home. Normally when he was home, she would be um, at school. And then he, when he go to work, you know, she wouldn't be there. So he had all this time with her and he just started teaching her about art, you know, about lines and colors and different things like that. And she just developed her own style because now all of a sudden she had she used a part of her brain that she didn't hadn't used before and it was the creative side and i'm telling you kendra that's what started it it was like you know once she found art and she found being creative was something that was she wanted to be it was like fighting with her to well we have to do english now or we have to do saxon math (laughs) saxon was our thing Mm -hmm. we have to do saxon which i just end up you know we have to do saxon so it was like no i don't you know she was like oh i don't really want to and because i started homeschooling her when she was in the fifth grade she went to public school all the way to the fourth grade and in fifth grade on you know until she graduated out of the homeschool program but she was just like struggling. We both were struggling. My child is very, very smart book wise. It's just that she didn't really care. It was, oh, art was more important than grades. Oh, so what if I get a C or, but I know she was capable of getting A's. Mm-hmm. We, you know, they had testing here in Florida. She got all fives. She touched the tested the highest. She's very smart, but just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that important to her. It was important to me. Mm-hmm. So those first two and a half years of homeschooling, I wouldn't say all of it was miserable. We did grow closer, but we just that I I wanted her to be more scholarly like she was in school versus her wanting to be more creative. Okay. So yeah, so that 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 don't mesh. Not not with her. It, it could with another per, another child, maybe, but her, no, that wasn't going to happen. It was either or for her, literally. It was school is not that important. Being a creative is more important than school. So that's when I was like, something has to work because I was miserable. She was miserable, very miserable, because all she wanted to do was draw and sketch and paint. And I was like, well, you uh, you can't do that only like an hour or two. And she was like, but mom, I really want to, you know, she wanted hours and hours to do. And I was like, no, because you're going to go to college. Just now she's in fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade and seventh grade. Now you have, you have to do this because you're going to go to college and all this. And it was too stressful for her because I don't know. It, it was stressful for me because I wanted her to reach that potential that I saw her as you know reach that potential of being this scholarly person but if I would ask her what she wanted to be she'd be like I don't know but when it came to art she was like oh I'm going to be this world-known painter and I'm going to be an illustrator and I'm going to go to this country and I'm going to be a chef and I'm going to go to the countries and I'm going to paint what I see and cook all the food you know she she would just talk about all these amazing creative things but if I was to ask her well what kind of profession she was like well I don't know (laughs) So you discovered that she was passionate and she could visualize her future in art as well. And at a very young age. A very young age. So how do you as a parent uh, facilitate her getting deeper into art? That, That is a very good question because I became a master facilitator. Um. In fact, I became a facilitator that she had to slow me down. She was like, mom, a lot of times she pulls me to the side. She's like, mom, we need to talk. Just because I say I'm interested in something doesn't mean that it's going to become a passion. I had to learn that. Okay. Because I went right out, got everything for that. And she was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Why did you do that? So eventually I had to calm that part down. Oh, you're interested in this? And because you, because 
you do want your child to find their passions and to be happy while they're doing it, you know, and, and for me to be a big part of that, of helping her to find her passion was just amazing. But I took the wrong approach. It was, she needed to tell me what she was. You had to give her the space to. Right. And I didn't do that. I was just like, got it, do it, do it, do it, you know. <laughs> so so I had all these things, you know. It's have you ever heard of strewing? No, I haven't. Okay. Um strewing is something that I did in the de-schooling period. Okay. This is how I became a master facilitator. Uh for those that don't know what de-schooling is, de-schooling is a process that you to me you have to go through in order to change from one learning style to the next. Mm -hmm. Like if you're leaving public school to go to homeschooling, you have to have a de-schooling period. Mm -hmm. Where you break out of that mindset. Right. I didn't do that, Kendra. I went right from public school straight to homeschool and that didn't work Mm -hmm. because I brought that mindset straight home. So I had to de-school from traditional homeschool to unschooling. So within that period of time which de-schooling truly never ends it is a constant continuous mm-hmm. yes continuous exactly so within that period when I when I first started I observed my child I never asked my child what is it that you find interesting what do you want to learn never asked her that that boggles my mind that I never asked her what do you want to learn And so she told me all the things that she found interesting. So I watched her naturally gravitate to things she'd want to learn. And I would write it down. I wrote it down. So say she was interested in plants. So so I would look on Amazon. Me and Amazon have a very good relationship. I, I, (laughs) I got on Amazon and I found little kits on how to grow plants okay um so say she was interested in butterflies i got that one kit where it started off as a cocoon and you mm-hmm. watch it grow and it blossom i mean it grew out and it was a butterfly and we we let it free she loved that okay. you know so i just watched her and she told me the different things that she found interesting so strewing i would get things that she would I think she would might find interesting by my observations and I would just leave them out on the table. Oh, okay. Wouldn't tell her to try it. Wouldn't make her. If she picked it up, if she liked doing it, she did it. If she didn't do it, I had to learn not to get my feelings hurt. But if she didn't do it, that's on me. Something I think that's something that is a totally different concept from public school where everything is mandated in terms of this child at this grade is supposed to learn x Mm -hmm. y and z and be able to be proficient to this level um, versus the child being able to explore and then you as a parent stepping back um, and and just observing and if they like it if they take interest in it fine if they don't you move on so that is something that is unique to unschooling Mm -hmm. and a break away from the standardized one size fits all path Mm -hmm. of public Mm -hmm. school. Exactly. Absolutely. But it took me a while to get there, Kendra. It didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, That de-schooling when I first started was the hardest thing I've ever done in life. I'm not playing with you. Mm -hmm. Changing your mind when that's all you know it's the hardest thing to do. That's all I knew was public school, you know, Catholic school, um, college. Uh, that's all I knew. You have a set time to learn at this many hours of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you took tests. You did, you know, I, that was all I knew. And so that's what's drilled into us too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and so for me to go from, I was an A plus plus student, you know, uh, I loved school. And for me to go from that type of way of thinking to having my daughter be in control of what she learned, girl, I had to have so many people try to pull me off the ledge. I don't know what to tell you. It it was very, very good for me to have people that I could call that were already 
seasoned unschoolers mm-hmm. because in asking them questions or following them on Facebook or Instagram or calling them all the time <laughs> because it helped me to, I, I, you're doing okay. And that's all we need is that reassurance that whether we're regular home, you know, traditional homeschoolers or eclectic or whatever, sometimes you need that reassurance that you're doing what's right for your child, even though you know what's right for your child. Sometimes what society says gets mm-hmm. to you. Yes, it you does. Know? Yeah, because we constantly, um, public school is kind of the center of our society and that one way of learning and one way of measuring success. And so there's mm-hmm. this anxiety that somehow if mm-hmm. we, our kids don't reach this milestone at this time and if they don't uh, do X, Y, and Z based on society's views, then you're failing as a parent and homeschooling right. or unschooling doesn't work. Right. And right. so that leads me to my next question. I have two questions. I guess um, the first one that I will say it will ask, and this is me being a devil's advocate, right? Because um, I don't believe this, <laughs> but I want to address this statement that I have heard homeschoolers make about unschoolers that Mm -hmm. unschooling is just unparenting i -hmm. want you to explain why on top of that it's offensive but i want you to explain why that's simply not true well for one thing you know what you don't know much about you tend to fear or you tend to pick at or you tend to make smaller than what it is because you don't You've never done it before, and you're just from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So I take that when people have said that, I just look at them like, whatever, you know, this is my child, and this is what works for us. But that is completely not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and you know my child, and you've known the journey we've been on from me telling you about mm-hmm. what my daughter does now, and you have seen what she does. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> But um, why people may think that is because, like I said, it's so different. Mm -hmm. You know, people, when asked, would you let your child be in control of their day as far as what they learn or what they want to do? Nine times out of 10, the parents have told me, no, I don't trust them to do what they, I don't trust them to learn or do what I think they need to do or what they should do. Mm-hmm. But if, but I realized with my child that I didn't trust her. So when I gave her that opportunity to learn what she wanted to learn on her own, that showed her that I trusted her to get the knowledge and what she needed to be successful. And once I complete, once I trusted her, because that's not easy either. And you have, we have to ask, why don't we trust our children? Why? Some of it is probably because we don't respect our children as people, as individuals, I would think. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's true. You know, so when people say that it is not parenting, it is the opposite because I am very much in my child's life. Um you know, I, because I am with my child, we learn together, whatever she learns, I learn, you know, whatever something new she wants to get into, I want to get into it too, because it's like, this is fun. Kendra, I had so much fun being an unschooler mom. Mm -hmm. I love, my husband was like, I wish I could have been unschooled. I (laughs) wish I could have been unschooled too. So (laughs) had so much fun learning what she wanted to learn in her way. I was like, this is so cool. And it made me even more creative because I'm not, I don't think I'm that much of a creative person, you know, Mm -hmm. just regular, but I got creative. I had to get creative in order for me to meet my daughter to what, to where she was as a Mm -hmm. creative person. Her creativity is just I can't, there's not, I would never reach her creativity level, but mm-hmm. I had to get more creative in, instead of using curriculum, I had to find other ways that she could learn something because, because of what I chose in my state to be evaluated, I had to show them something. So mm-hmm. what I did is I took pictures of everything Zoe did, everything she wanted to learn or 
if she chose a book, I take a picture of that book. I mean, because I that's what I did when it came time for me to be evaluated. I used Google Slides. Okay. So I would put pictures to every slide and I would talk about what she learned, why I chose this or why mm-hmm. she chose it, you know, or why we chose it together. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I don't I don't understand when people say it's not parenting. I, I think what it is is that they look at parents, regardless if they're unschoolers or homeschoolers or whatever, mm-hmm. that are bad parents mm-hmm. that don't take care of their children. That has nothing to do with unschooling. Well, and plus, I've heard you in just sitting down here mm-hmm. talk about how you had to observe her interests, mm-hmm. which means that mm-hmm. you are with her and that you're engaged with her. Mm-hmm. You had to do your own research to try to meet her needs, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you had to kind of walk with her as she's going to take off, of course, because that's her passion. But mm-hmm. you have to walk with her as a parent in order to help her to to take off, right? Because well, exactly in in a yes, in those words, exactly. I I. <laughs> It's like my husband, when my husband, because it's good that you said that, because when my husband was teaching her about art, she came to him with a picture mm-hmm. that he didn't think she drew. She was like, he was like, well, who drew this? She said, I did. He was like, I'm not, I can't be your teacher anymore. I can only be your guide. Wow. So that's what I was like you know I took a a, a page out of his book that was what I had to become was just a facilitator but also a guide because she got to a place right that she had surpassed is that what he meant that he she had surpassed his right she had got to a place where what she was he was teaching her she took that and made it her own. And my husband is a very free thinking because he's an artist creative as well. Very creative. And he was like, well, I'll just be your guide. If you have any questions you need to ask me how to do this or how to do that, I'll help you. He said, but you have your own style. And he respected her in that. You know, me, on the other hand, well, this was before I unschooled me on the other hand was like well that's all and good but she can't do that every day all day long you know whatever but he he was already there when we started homeschooling I was not he said because she has her own way it is not he said I cannot tell her how to do something that she has developed on her own wow so and I should have I should have took that and not put us through two and a half years of of stress and yelling and crying, you know. So then that's that's the way our unschooled journey has been. What she chooses to learn, she goes with it. And there's something that's called like a rabbit hole. Have you ever heard of rabbit holes? Mm-hmm. Rabbit like Alice in Wonderland? Land? Yeah. yeah. It's like, say, I'll give you a perfect example of a rabbit hole. My daughter, this is when, this was during our de-schooling period when we first started, when I first, she didn't even realize what we were doing. Mm -hmm. I just woke up one morning and said, you do, you can learn whatever you want to learn. And I didn't give it a name. She didn't know that yet. So, and I was, you know, kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, she, her, her, one of her chores is washing dishes. And, um, So she would use a dishwashing machine, you know, but no problem. We didn't have any more soap. And she's like, well, mom, the next time we go to the store, I I need you, could could you get some dishwasher liquid? I was like, oh, sure. I kept forgetting. She got tired of doing the dishes by hand. So I heard the the washing machine, uh, the dishwashing machine go on. I was like, wait a minute. How are you washing dishes? She was like, mom, I've been washing dishes through this way you just haven't paid attention I was like well I can't remember if I, I don't know why that day I remembered hearing the the dishwasher machine go on mm-hmm. and I was like are you trying to make us sick you can't you, you, there's no way you just can't rest water on it she was like oh mom please she said I looked up on my own how mm-hmm. to make dishwasher liquid with what you have at home she said because mm-hmm. I got tired of you telling me you forgot that child did all kind of research 
So that research led her to tell me about what dishwashing liquids to use and why, and why not. And I said, well, what did you make the soap out of? She told me all these different, these natural things that we had right here in the house. She broke it down, the chemicals of what and why. And just, and I was just like, me and my husband and I had our mouths wide open. <laughs> and I was like, that is unschooling. Mm-hmm. Without me telling her, prompting her, she learned science. And I yeah. told her that, I said, Zoe, that's science. And she's not a science person. She was like, huh, it was, wasn't it? Even she realized that, hmm, just by doing things regular like life, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can learn different things. And so that just, that was, I told my husband that at that point, I was like, yeah, this unschooling, it's going to work because, you know, the fact that she learned about science mm-hmm. without me having to tell her or prompt her to do anything, she learned that on her own. That's knowledge that she learned that she will keep in her head because a lot of, a lot of times I would teach her things and it would just go through one ear and out the other mm-hmm. because it wasn't even interesting. We t- I, I was trying to teach her Spanish for two years, Kendra. She learned nothing. She knows how to count. That's mm-hmm. it. Because she really didn't want to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. She took French at a co-op from a person who was Lebanese and French was their first language or second language or something like that. And she taught them. I thought she was just going to love French. And she, they even had a play about doing French and all that. Can't remember nothing. And I was like, she said, because mother, I told you, I don't want to learn anything, but Japanese. So I was like, you know what? Learn Japanese. I don't mm-hmm. care. You And that child speaks Japanese. Okay. Because <laughs> she taught her She's not fluent in it, but she knows right. a lot and she can hear it and know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. She wanted to learn it. Therefore, she's going to remember it. Mm-hmm. She'll take it in because it's something she really wants to learn. Not what I think she wanted to learn. She could care less and she didn't even remember it and she would just took it just to please me. But if she's doing something that pleases herself and she sees value to it, she'll remember it forever. It's kind of related, but I want to switch gears now in terms of because Zoe just graduated this year, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to go back, though, a little bit, and I want you to just share because I heard you share this um, on Clubhouse, and I was just blown away myself hearing mm-hmm. some of the experiences that Zoe has had or pursued just because, like, she was interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, different aspects or areas of art and mm-hmm. how you how you went about finding those opportunities for her if you could share a little bit about that I went to a time where I didn't allow her to do any art unless it was like an hour but when I became more in tune to what she wanted to do she would paint and draw for hours Kendra she has maybe 20 books by now, all filled with characters that she's drawn over the years, all having different um, uh, outfits. And it's just, I mean, she she drew people who were animals and then animals that were people. And she come up with stories. I mean, her, her imagination, her creativity is amazing. So different things that people would learn about the things that she's that she has done just bought opportunities that she wasn't even you know looking for it just came to her her first one was we were at a mall and inside of this mall it was kind of like um open an open type of mall Mm -hmm. and we walked into this place and it had all these different paintings up and my child loves steampunk you know what steampunk is i've heard of it but i'm not quite sure it's kind of like victorian slash you know new age like mm-hmm. like modern it's it's hard to explain but she was really into steampunk and it just so happens that it was a steampunk exhibit and it was high schoolers from around the area and um they had either drawn something or painted something or made little steampunk because it's about steam and machines and stuff like that and zoe you know, because I have told her that she was the best artist ever. It just so happens that the person that was the teacher, the art teacher that was doing this exhibit was there. 
Mm-hmm. And we walked up to her and Zoe was like, you know, I can paint. And she's like 12. She's like, I can paint. And the woman was like, really? She's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a homeschooler and I love steampunk. She was like, can I paint a picture? And you put it up. And she looked at me because we didn't know this woman. <laughs> she was a public school art teacher. We didn't, Zoe's just like, I can do this too. And she was the youngest one and the only homeschooler. She said, if you bring me back a painting, um, and she gave me her number and everything. She was like, I sure will put it up. And this is the first time Zoe heard this. She said, make sure that painting looks like you. That is important. Zoe never thought of that because she was just drawing characters that didn't maybe look like her. They're more anime or whatever. But this is the first art teacher artist that told her that she was 12. She was like, if you're going to make a painting, you always put yourself in it. She's never heard that. Hmm. So she went back and she painted a steampunk character, but she painted a black steampunk girl. Hmm. And it's hanging right up here. You can't see it though. She won't, she won't sell it. Somebody's asked her if they would sell, she won't sell her enough. She said, that is my first painting ever. So she took it back and the woman put it up. And I had all my family go and friends go look at in the exhibit that she put up her painting. That was the first painting that she did that was hung up in an exhibit. And she was like, oh, that is so cool. You know? <laughs> It was like 12, 11, 12. I posted it on Facebook and a homeschool mom was like, if you paint me a steampunk girl, I'll pay you for it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, what? Okay. Somebody's going to pay me to paint? And uh, <laughs> she said, okay. So that was her first commission. Oh, and wow. that just happened. And then mm-hmm. it just, every time I would show up a, a, a painting, she just so then she became to where um that's all she did commissions for like two years okay so when she was 14 going on 15 she was like mom I just really want to paint for myself I mean she did so many commissions Mm -hmm. and she was like I really really want to paint for myself and I was like well what do you mean she's like I want to paint for I don't want to paint just commissions I want to paint the things I see in my mind Hmm. and I was like huh okay so I bought these huge canvases like 45 by 30 I mean they're huge 36 by 45 they, they make when you're standing they come up to here okay. they're huge yeah 40 yeah and so <laughs> so I was like well okay because actually one of those was supposed to be for a commission I was like well let me tell your commission that you're not doing it so Zoe said okay Kendra this is not made up she painted three women like four days and they're it's huge um I just cried and cried because they were breathtaking they were beautiful because this was her this was what came out of her and nobody else told her to paint it for them or anything this came out of her so there was this museum that we love it was called the bronze kingdom and we would go there all the time. They knew about Zoe. We'd go to all their programs they had. And they just kind of adopted Zoe as their little, you know, artist or whatever. So I just happened to have those pictures that she painted on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I talked to one of the people that worked there. I said, look at these paintings that Zoe did on her own. She was like, where, where are these paintings? I said, oh, well, they're at home. She said, go get them. And I was like, mm, okay. So we had to go across, kind of cross town, came back. She took the pictures. She showed them to the owner. Now, this man travels all around the world, especially mm-hmm. to Africa, to get his art and different things. And other people that are local and from all around the country mm-hmm. have their paintings in this museum. You know, they, they like have to wait until, you know, they have to wait. Like there's like six or seven people ahead of Zoe that were waiting, established, older artists. Uh-huh. So he took the paintings. He was like, these are beautiful. He said, I'm I'm not going to hang them up right now. I'm going to put them, I'm going to show them in our meeting when I have these other curators that are there and see what they say about them. Everybody loved them. And they said, well, who, who's the artist? He, he said, it's the little girl. He called her a little girl. It's only four, 14 and a half. He said, it's the little girl that comes in here all the time because there was a huge painting that Zoe would just come and just stare at. And she'd get very 
inspired by all the art around her, the sculpting and the bronze work and the pots and and they hung up her paintings. Wow. She didn't have to wait, nothing. And so there happened to be now these now that is that's an opportunity. Just so happened we went to where this very known artist here locally had his opening of his paintings and he had a big show. He had like reggae music and everything. We were invited to it. He was showing us around all his paintings and talking about me. Zoe was just fascinated by him. And when there he was standing there talking, she went up to him. She said, why don't you come and see my paintings? So another opportunity came. So he went and saw her paintings. He was like, you did this? She said, yeah. He's like, I want to, um, I want to be your mentor. So I took, I would take, so this is another way that my daughter learns. Mm -hmm. She learns through internship and people being her mentors. Mm -hmm. She takes what they have and they teach her a technique and then she goes and uses it on her own. So he mentored her. He is this amazing abstract artist, just amazing. So Zoe would go to different, you know, would be invited to different things and she would get her name out there. So she's been in all kinds of exhibits and um, she also taught classes in our co-op. And Zoe was, I think when she was 15, at 15, she could volunteer at the library. That child could could honestly just work at a library. She loves it. Mm-hmm. She, she, when she was 15, she became a volunteer. They found out about, well, they have always known about how Zoe is an artist, but for our co-ops geography history um fair zoe decided to use this huge huge canvas and she drew about 68 70 different black women from the 1700s till now and she knew all about them wow and so she stood there and um my daughter doesn't like to speak in, in public you know but when it comes to art she does it's just she's confident. very articulate right very very so she went home and she painted it the library she told somebody at the library what she had done they said oh do you have a picture of it and i and i showed them a picture and they were like we'd like to put it up in the library wow. so zoe was like oh okay but i've been wanting to do um some watercolor because she's also she does acrylic and she does watercolor as well she did about 40 women in watercolor of of the world you know back in 80 to be from bc you know and all that bc to 80 and she had 40 different women around the world not just black women so they put that up in the library and they did a program around her so she stood in the front of the library when people would come in, they bought juice and, you know, they said, it's like, like you would sit, like you're at a museum, you just sit and have cookies and juice. And so she, she stood there and she talked about all of the women mm-hmm. and the person who was, who evaluated her happened to be there. They wanted to see. And um, she said, Zoe <laughs> passed high school. She was only right. 14. She said, Zoe passed high school. I was like, what do you mean? She said, what your daughter just told me, just was telling people, is history from the beginning to now. That covers all of history of, of, you don't have to do history for another four years if you don't want to. She had all this information. Imagine if you had stayed just homeschooling and limiting her. Zoe has been a artist in residence, the first artist in residence for an online school. Okay. Um, where she was in charge of teaching classes and, all, and, and you know, all things um, creative. Mm-hmm. And so that was her first job. That she, she actually got paid to do that job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she, you know, so that's just, so then she, then the library, she started teaching classes at the library to grownups and kids. So, I mean, I was like, oh, Zoe, you can go to school to be an art teacher. She was like, no, that's okay. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't want to but those are just the opportunity I haven't even talked about her teaching herself to be a digital artist and the opportunity that came with that it's just it just 
once Zoe had the freedom to immerse herself into her passions, mm-hmm. all of these things started opening up. So I want to fast forward now to. Okay. So she is now um, okay. a graduate. And yes. Okay. So she has unschooled and she has graduated this year. And so yes. where is she at this point with her artwork? Okay. And whatnot? Okay. Well, on a whole nother level. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Zoe, well, her business is Art by Zoe. Okay. Um, she's Art by Zoe on Instagram. Okay. Um, and on Facebook, she's Zoe the Creative. And we'll definitely put that information yeah. in the As description. As you can see, I, I have clothes, uh, this is a painting of, that she did, and it's on clothes. Okay. That's awesome. So Zoe can design logos zoe designs logos for clothes um she is a published illustrator she has had two books out Uh, one's called buzz leaves the family of colors and the other one is called black girl with the afro okay and then she's will have another book coming out um uh sky horse is the publishing company um that will be next year that will be international Okay, and that, wow. and that person that is the author of that book found her on Instagram. Had been looking all kind for, and she saw something that Zoe had did, and she was like, "I want that for my book." Mm-hmm. Um, so that opportunity has led to Zoe has Zoe's booked up until November for books. Okay, and so Zoe has been in a Black Expos. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. So that's what she does now. Now, now that she is dwindling down on doing books and doing paintings as far as commission and other, like she does book covers. Mm-hmm. Um, she does uh, slogans for people. You know, she's dwindling down. And she even has has sewn a dress for somebody because that's another creative part of side of her is that she's a seamstress as well and a costume designer and so zoe wants to finish her graphic novel that she is creating she's on her third chapter and she also has um a children's clothing line that she wants to work on a girl's dresses that they're beautiful these are my daughter's sketches um clothing so my daughter is pretty busy. Yeah, and all this sounds is on her like own. it. Yeah, all of this is on her own. You know, I, I, you know, she did. Um, as far as math had went when she was in uh, the homeschool program, she did pre-algebra on her own. Mm-hmm. It took about two years for her to get through this certain um, note uh, workbook that she picked. And I, I told her, I said, "Well, would you like? You know, do you want to do algebra?" to move on and she was like yeah I'll try it so she took algebra for about a semester or half a year and she was like well it's I I, I don't mind I said she said but <laughs> my real life is, is is happening I have to do some painting so you know that's that's how she that's that's what she did with when it came to school school mm-hmm. was something she did because she knew she had to comply with the state but her real life her real meaning in life was her art as she got older she said well you know what i'm getting older and i want to learn more about business she says so i think i, I want to take i want to do business math so i found how to budget she so we found workbooks on in on um amazon about budgeting about running how to run your own business about mm-hmm. bank accounts about you know mm-hmm. yeah and we also found games that went along with it So she's helping her. So so she's learning how to, you know, what to do when you have a business, but Mm -hmm. she's also learning and having fun. She'll remember that more. Right. And she's an entrepreneur. Right. And she was an intern for someone that had their own studio. Okay. And she interned, interned for them and she saw how she had to pay insurance and talk to different people because that's a whole nother side of art that she had no idea that you have to, you have to pay insurance. You have to get, you know, your lights and, you know, different things like that. So she saw how to run a studio. So now she's finishing up her book 
if COVID hadn't happened, I think my daughter would not be here where we are. She'd be in another country. Okay. Because her goal is to travel Europe and Japan. Well, you know what? After hearing all <laughs> she has accomplished, I I believe and I believe she's gonna get there as soon as things kind of ease up too. Yeah, so well that is- that's yeah. That's a plan of hers, but I, I, I'd like her to stay close with me, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't, I would never do that. She has a major goal. Her major goal is to live in Europe and paint. Okay. And her, and cook. That, so, those are I some mean, lofty goals there. And she it's, can do but it. she can do them. Yeah. She can she do them. Can when, do she, when she sets her goals, no matter how far out she thinks that she can do them, she mm-hmm. does them. She's mm-hmm. a, her goal was to be a, a well-known artist and she is in her own right. Her, mm-hmm. She set a goal to be an illustrator and she is an illustrator. She has set a goal to have her comic book published and she almost is almost done with it and she'll find a way to publish it. She set a goal to be a designer of children's clothing or just of clothing and she will do it. So I believe that Zoe is going to be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. because she will always set goals and if that goal has in it something that she doesn't know about she will learn it for a parent a lot of parents fear unschooling because they're like well what if my child has a change of heart and wants to go to college um but we've unschooled and there are maybe things that they didn't get or whatnot Um, How do you approach that? Okay, first off, unschoolers go to college. Yes, they do. They are brilliant. I mean, all kids are brilliant, of course, in their, you know, in their own way. But unschoolers go to college. I know a lot of unschoolers that have went to college at a young age, um, if that's what they choose to do. Mm -hmm. And they've, I've gotten into many different colleges. Homeschoolers Mm -hmm. are sought, are sought out period. Homeschoolers in general are Mm -hmm. sought out from colleges because they are very Mm self-motivated, at least the homeschoolers and the unschoolers that I know. My daughter told me, and I've told you this, at 13, I think, because she got tired of me. (laughs) Oh, look at this art school, or oh, you know, if you did, she she sat me down, like I always say, she sits me down, and she told me, I don't want to go to college. She Mm -hmm. said, I am in my own college. Mm-hmm. I get to learn what I want to learn at any time and how I want to learn it. And I was like, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, okay, if that's the case, then, you know, if you're going to be an artist, then you be an artist, mm-hmm. you know? And she was like, you know, challenge accepted. and she became this massive artist and so when I get asked that question by people when they ask me well what if she changes her mind and wants to go to college I'm like well if that is the case then guess what she's going to do she is going to have to do what she needs to do to get into that college so my child they're like, oh, well, what about algebra? And she, you know, Zoe has had some algebra. Mm-hmm. Um, she found that she didn't like algebra and she saw no value to it. But if she needed to get it to go to that college, mm-hmm. then she would have to learn that algebra, which I doubt because my child just does not like school. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't like to be somewhere and having to sit and learn from somebody else. I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. It would have saved me. all kind of heartache and grief the first couple years that uh, we were doing homeschooling but I have no worry that if my child wants to go to college she can I'm I'm having professional make transcripts for her if Mm -hmm. she ever wants to use them which I doubt because she is flat out said I don't like school I mean I you know and and people have to also realize everybody is not so gung-ho about college. Yes. 
And that's just yes. a given. I don't know. Yes. I don't know what to tell people. And that is something that needs to be addressed because yes. nowadays you have all these kids going into debt with degrees they cannot use. There's a shortage in the manufacturing industry and and certain other industries because everybody was pushed to to go to college. But you're right. And accepting that everybody is not meant to go to college or military opens it up because, well, what else can they do? And there's a lot out there. But a lot of times we don't know what's possible because we've been it's been drilled into us. Go to college or go to the military or go this. It's very limited, though. So that's a great answer to that question. (laughs) Um, I I specifically wanted to speak to you today about unschooling because I also believe that it is the future of education. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, as people come out of the public school mindset, because for so many kids, especially minority kids, in a lot of instances, it's not working. Is you know, public school is not working for them. Not to say that it doesn't work for some. Mm-hmm. But the standardized way of thinking and doing and thinking about education is is slowly but surely, I believe, changing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, unschooling is the future. So I want you to speak to that. Do you believe that this is where education is going or should no. go? I'm so passionate about unschooling. I think everybody <laughs> should be an unschooler, even grownups. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, technically, we kind of are because if, if yes, we yeah. get not upset, but if we get into a place in our lives where we are not satisfied with what we're doing, what do we do? We create a plan and we do the research and then we pursue it or we figure out how we can pursue it to get out of what we're currently doing. So there I mean, that's it. I believe that every child should have that right to find their passion as children. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a story real quick. I did not have a passion when I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. I just, because I was smart, I took all these honor, honors classes and all this and that to turn around and go to college and take the same classes again, but just in okay really I was bored out of my mind and so I didn't have a passion mm-hmm. I didn't even like half the classes I took in high school or in college mm-hmm. I didn't like them at all and so I took them I was you know I got good grades in them but I didn't it was like it's I, I don't like it so when I got out of the first college I went to I found something else that I wanted to do. So I went back to college to do that. Didn't like that. So I went back to, I've been back and forth to college five times. Mm-hmm. I never found that one thing that was like, I could do this for the rest of my life and be happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that for my child, Kendra. Mm-hmm. I really, when we started homeschooling, I had to really sit and think, especially when we started unschooling, I haven't, found my passion I have a passion now which is doing what I'm doing now is talking Mm -hmm. to people about us that's my passion but I'm almost 50 Mm -hmm. and I hadn't found a passion I I'm very passionate about being a wife a a mother you know the roles that you know was given to me by God but a passion for myself this is it but I'm 50 almost 50 years old just think if I would have found a passion at 12 or 13 or 18 even mm-hmm. or 20 or 20, you know, yeah. it, there's age limit to when you can find your passions. But if I would have found it earlier, like when Zoe found her passion at 12, from 12 to the time she's 18, which is now, that child has developed, it is amazing levels and she's not even done. So to be able to have a passion like that at such a young age and to be able to freely pursue it the way you want to, it, if we can have all kids do that, whether it be in sports, whether it be in the arts, whether they want to be a scientist, if they want to be a pilot, if they want to be a, a, a person who does film, 
you know, mm-hmm. who makes, who's a director. I mean, there's all these wonderful things that kids probably want to pursue, but they can't because they're stuck learning what society told them they have to learn in order to get to this college or to the next thing in life. And if they don't meet what society or what the public school says, they should look like and 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 have achieved academically, then it's kind of like, oh, there's no, <laughs> you know, like, what do you do with that? You're either left behind, so to speak. Um, your self-esteem is in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it sets the course, potentially the trajectory for the rest of your life. You're absolutely correct. You yeah. are. Um, my daughter um, wanted to be an artist, like I said, but I didn't want her to be because mm-hmm. you can't make money doing that. Mm-hmm. That That's not something you can do. And... <laughs> I can't believe I was like that. But now now looking back at it, I was one of those people like you have to do this in order to be successful. You can't do that. You know, now, mm-hmm. How does that sound? Me telling her, knowing how she is now, mm-hmm. telling her back then, I, I just want to kick myself because she could have been doing it. This brings her joy. Mm-hmm. My daughter is happy to get up and start her work that she has to do, that she's contracted to do, but she's happy doing it. I was trying to mold her into what society said is a success. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to define what a success is. I had the confidence in her to do that. I supported her. That's another thing that, and I trusted her. You know, we haven't talked about trusting your kids and truly supporting your kids and their passion. That made Zoe so confident. She tells people that when she's interviewed, that I would not be here today if it were not for my mother and my father supporting me. Support is the key. I'm very proud of her for taking for taking the lead <laughs> in her own journey. So Tyra, we have had a wonderful conversation. I am going to put zoe's information and your information in the description and link so that people can find out more from you because you also you also um do consulting right with yes i do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i was doing classes uh, like back in march and but i'll probably end up doing more classes in august um possibly at the end of july but i also want to say something else kendra okay going back to this to unschooling being the future Mm -hmm. because my daughter is a lifelong learner and she has the ability to learn things on her own without you know that type of thinking she can be a part of any future Mm. because the way technology changes, the way different things change, if something new happens to come out and she needs to learn it for something, she will learn it on her own because she's used to doing that. Right. Yeah. So if we, if that is what our, the future holds for our education for our kids, our, uh, our future is going to be amazing. Well, but, and that's what we want is for our kids to be self-motivated and to be self-starters and self-learners. So. I have enjoyed talking to you. I always enjoy talking to you. I'm definitely going to have you to do some more discussions on game schooling. Oh, that's my thing. Yes. Oh, I love game schooling. Yes. So we're going to have, I'm going to have you back and I enjoyed. I enjoyed it too. Thank you, Kendra. I enjoy talking about unschooling. It's one of my passions. So I thank you for having this and letting other people know about unschooling especially other people that look like me yes because (laughs) I you know what we talked about this that I feel like this is one of the reasons why I wanted us to be on camera today Um, and also why I feel like this is important is because uh, statistics are showing that you know black homeschoolers in particular are the fastest growing population among homeschoolers And we need to be able to see people that look like us because that are doing some of the things that we either aspire to or um, can tell us about things we haven't thought of. Um, Because 
we do need to break out of, you know, this mindset that we have to do things one way. And because oftentimes, you know, even though we're the fastest growing demographic of homeschoolers, we're often spread out across the nation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, someone may, they may, so someone who decides they want to homeschool may not see anyone who, or know anyone that's doing that. And there is mm-hmm. something about seeing someone that looks like you doing what you aspire to that is just so encouraging and helpful. So I'm excited about this video and I'm glad that we were able to chat. We're at the end of this episode, but I hope my chat with Tyra about unschooling helps to expand our definition of education and homeschool success. For too long, society has equated academic success with college entrance or a college degree. We've measured achievement according to standardized exams, the rigor of course curriculum, and letter grades. Because of this narrow view of achievement and education, many of our children don't dare to venture into exploring art and creativity beyond the hobby level. But imagine what our kids could really achieve if they had the freedom to explore and expand beyond the conventional reading, writing, math, and science. What would happen if we reimagined educational achievement? I invite you to check out Tyra's daughter Zoe, spelled Z-O-I, on Instagram at Art by Zoe and on Facebook at Zoe the Creative.